The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And we interrupt uh, Liz uh, talking Desert Shield and Desert Storm with uh, Philip Forsberg, Lieutenant Colonel retired. Uh, because we had a little problem, a little delay, but we're going to make up for that. And we've got uh, the director of the Johns Creek Wall at Hills, Mike Mazell, and we're proud to have him in. And uh, we will be talking to Mike about what's going on at the wall and other things that he's doing, uh, some very interesting things that are are coming up. Uh, so, with that, good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, uh, and thank you so much for having me here. I, I, I really appreciate the opportunity, and, uh, and I apologize for Fulton County traffic making me a little, a little bit late getting here. But I've got some great stuff that I want to pass on to your listening audience, um, and a big part of this is going to be able to reach out to the veteran community that's supported uh, on the other end of the, the radio here in uh, tell you ways that there are uh, opportunities to help and there's a big one coming up in fulton county and i'd like to get into that uh, about what that's all about okay well uh i guess first off let's talk about uh what what's coming up okay uh, uh fantastic uh as dave said uh, i'm the president of the john's creek veterans association which automatically makes me president also of the other uh 501c3 the uh, the veterans memorial walk in the wall that heals the half scale model of the vietnam wall uh, we had the grand opening ceremony for that back in uh, november and you put up with keith yeah, absolutely. I put up with Keith. I mean, Keith's my main man. He's my vice president. He's the uh, commander of the color guard, and he very graciously has accepted uh, a position to be the liaison with the North Central Georgia Habitat for Humanity community supporting veterans. Uh, latest project was that uh, a veteran in South Forsyth that we were notified about, and Keith got actively involved. Vet Buds, another group, mm-hmm. uh, not not a formal group, but a, just a good old guy. Vet Buds guys, about thirty-five to fifty-five uh, former and current business owners uh, and vet, mostly veterans. Uh, we found out about this pro- pro- problem and jumped in on top of that. Uh, there are set parameters uh, within the Habitat for Humanity community about what can be done, how much money can be spent on a specific project. And Keith told them he wouldn't take the job unless they gave him the freedom to reach out to other organizations to supplement what they're doing so that we can make the thing last. And rather than coming in and, like the old saying is, put some lipstick on a pig, yeah. we're going to make the pig grow, you know, and we're going to feed him and put him in a proper pen. Well, this project was $46,000. Habitat only allowed for 40, I think it was 30, no, it was 42,000. They allowed for 37. There was 5,000 short. Vet Buds jumped in and, and immediately kicked in $1,000 that we raised. And then uh, Johns Creek Veterans Association kicked in another 4,000. We got the project started. Keith is very uh, has been very successful in getting veterans to spend some of their Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays coming out and, and working on these things. I mean, you don't have to be uh, a carpenter or whatever. You know, we'll teach you how to put uh, 
push a piece of sheetrock up while the other person staples it in or drives his nails in or putties it or does whatever. It's just that you're there and you help. And it goes all the way from building and supplementing the home. And then then there's always uh, coming back in with the mudding and uh, filling those little holes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And he does a fantastic job. Well, that's why I'm trying to help him do that, too. Um, very interestingly, um, we had a ceremony um, back in... November, um, when we had the wall commemorative services, but the week before, we had a service to commemorate the Kabul 13. Those 13 young men and women that sacrificed their life at the gate trying to help people. And that's all they were doing. And uh, lost their lives uh, when a, a bomber came in and set off a bomb and killed them. And I watched the national news and I saw, and some of my friends with the Knights of Columbus from St. Benedict's or St. Bridget's Church. Uh, came to me and said, you know, we watch this and we see the young men and women being carried home in their funeral processions, but nowhere in the entire country did we see anybody or any organization do anything to recognize the 13 as a team, because they were. There was 11 Marines, one Army Special Operations NCO, and then a, a corpsman from the Navy. So they said, we have to do this. So we put together a ceremony, Knights of Columbus and John Street Veterans Association, put together a ceremony which has been recorded professionally. It's now been approved by the Commandant of the Marine Corps, their Public Affairs Office. Uh, there's a package of stuff that we're sending to the families to commemorate. Uh, so we did a yellow rose brick ceremony, paver ceremony, and it's uh, it's very moving, very professional. General uh, Brigadier General Shortall, Marine General, was our featured guest speaker. And he came and, and he told... You know what it's like to be in combat. I think he had over 300 hours uh, and 300 flights in combat during his career as a marine aviator. Um, so we put this together and it's been done. We're just waiting for now for the packets we've prepared to be delivered to the families. And once that's done, then we'll make it. Uh, it we'll make it available through the Johns Creek Veterans Association. Put it on YouTube or whatever so people can see it. Uh, the gentleman that did this for us, Bob, uh, I forget his last name, begins in the L. Anyway, he did it. He was one of the two um, producers for CBS coverage of the Olympics, so that's the quality of the work that's been done. Um, he also filmed for us the commemorative ceremony for the wall on November the 13th that we did and had the flyover. Uh, that was a great thing. To, people looked at the flyover, and here comes this jumbo aircraft, <laughs> and uh, he drops down in and uh, flies directly over us, coming from the north to the south, that was that was all coordinated by one of our members in the Johns Creek Veterans Association, and his son got to sit in the jump seat uh, because he is a senior NCO with the combat group out of Charleston that scheduled the flights and was able to get that flight for us. And when it came through, the interesting part was they had lowered their tailgate, and standing across the back were three NCOs from the Air Force, and the one in the middle was uh, the son of one of our members. So that was it was a great day for us and for him, and to enjoy that kind of thing that happened. Oh yeah, and uh, you know I want to stop you for one second and, and remind folks that May the thirtieth is coming up, and May the thirtieth is a very special day. It's Memorial Day, and a lot of people can get that confused with Veterans Day. Memorial Day is in response and honoring all of those that have given the ultimate sacrifice for their country. And uh, it's, it should be a very, very special day. And uh, 
Lieutenant Colonel Farsberg and I were talking about that uh, the other day on his show, and uh, we honor all veterans, and we appreciate their service, and uh, thank you for your service, uh, Mike. We appreciated it, and I appreciate it, and what you're doing now, and the, you know, we we have taken up the cause that our veterans are our history books today. Uh, you can't rely on the books that are in our public schools or in our schools, and it's important that the veteran take their grandkids, their kids, whatever, on their knees and talk to them about what they did in the service and what the flag means to them and what the wall means to folks that had folks in Vietnam and lost them. And uh, Roger Wise's story still can bring tears to my eyes when the young man looked up at him and said I, I met my father today and uh, it's a, it, it puts a lump in your throat and what you've done in Johns Creek is just amazing and how many people have found closure there would be an incredible number I'm sure yeah we had um, we just had a tour for 14 Vietnam Veterans, all suffering from PTSD, all involved actively in a PTSD support program through the VA out in Loganville in Walton County, in that area out there. And you mentioned Memorial Day. They will have a huge parade uh, out there with uh, members of the um, Patriot Guard, the motorcycle riders that are there. And this group of 14 that came, uh, there was one gentleman in there, and he told me, I've led processions because i he was on a motorcycle he said i've led the processions for the half scale wall i've i've gone to washington but never to the wall they came to john's creek for a special guided tour that i did for them about two weeks ago and there were three guys in there that had never been to the wall that were vietnam veterans that lost buddies and i helped them find the names on the panels for them and it was just a wonderful wonderful day for them and he said this is the first time i've ever been to the wall and i'll be back and then he asked me you you mentioned memorial day i'm going to be the co-grand marshal of their parade uh out in uh, the loganville community for that that event it's going to be a great day out there for that that's wonderful and you know I, i i've been to the wall uh, both the National and, and Johns Creek, and the folks that have helped you uh, all have a smile on their face, and uh, it's, all, it's sort of like when I talk to Keith, and uh, like you said, he's he's head of the Color Guard, Honor Guard, depending on what you want to call it, I guess, but every time I think of the Color Guard, I get chill bumps. Mm-hmm. It just uh, it, it does something that I can't explain. It's just seeing our flag go by and our the other flags, the state flag, and all Lord while the American flag is raised. And uh, we certainly honor our flags and uh, have them here in the office. And, you know, it's just wonderful. Where, where exactly is the wall that heals? Uh, it's in Johns Creek. It's, it's probably considered West... Uh, Johns Creek because we're right on the border with the Alpharetta and Roswell communities. The actual address is 3125 Old Alabama Road 
and that's in Newtown Park. That's uh, uh, one of the most utilized parks in North Fulton, uh, the traffic flow in there. And uh, it's five and a half acres, a little over five acres, uh, and it's directly behind the Park Place Senior Center. So it's right at the intersection of, of Old Alabama and Haynes Bridge. If you get there, you look at your 10 o'clock position, you're looking at the old school that's renovated that's now the Senior Center. And then directly behind that is the community garden and then the the memorial. It's there. It's open 24-7, and we have people there all the time. We're in the process of talking to the Knights of Columbus. They came to us and said, you know, we've we've built the gazebo, uh, but we want to do more to help our community. So we are looking at a potential program that the Knights of Columbus from St. Bridget's and hopefully some from St. Benedict's as well that work very closely with us and have members that are veterans – they want to put together a program where we have ambassadors, if you will, that are there, uh, much like during the Olympics when we had the ambassadors roaming the street to give people guidance and ask answer questions. And we've already prepared an entire tour package that we will give to each of them, and they will learn that. And at different times during the day, those members, either veterans from Johns Creek Veterans Association or from the Knights of Columbus groups, will be there to... Uh, answer questions for people and to help people find names on the wall or talk to them about the park itself in general. So that's just something they're doing. Now, at one time, you had plans, and I'm curious how the plans are coming to have a, a kiosk with a computer where you can look up names. Is that still in the work? Interestingly, the, the kiosk idea was before COVID, and it was going to cost us about $7,000. After COVID... That same kiosk was going to cost us $20,000. So we're not doing the kiosk, but one of our members who is in the marketing industry came up with a QR code. And we have a QR code there that you can scan with your phone. It takes you directly to our website, which then gives you the link that will connect you to the app that will tell you name, panel number, and show you a picture of where that name is on the wall to help you find it. Wow. That's And it's there now. It's right there at the entrance to the walkway. Um, this Saturday at 10 o'clock, we will have a dedication ceremony for the gazebo that was built by the Knights of Columbus and recognized internationally by the Catholic Church Knights of Columbus uh, organization. Um, we're going to dedicate that gazebo to uh, Lieutenant John Bastian. And I may have talked about him before. I first met him at my church at Mount, Mount Pisgah United Methodist Church. His daughter brought him in, and he was 98 years old. So we, we invited him to come to the John Street Veterans Association and talk to us about his service in World War II. John was a lieutenant, and he was on the um, U.S. Benjamin Franklin, USS Benjamin Franklin. Uh, at the end of the war, or very near the end of the war in 1945, he was on Ben Franklin, which was a flat-top carrier in a group that was preparing for the invasion of the homeland of Japan. They got hit heavily. They lost over 800 people that day. Um, and he helped bring that ship that was listing. It wouldn't never sunk. They call it the ship that would never sink. It listed. They initially put a destroyer up next to it and buoyed it up, and they got everything underway. And with only, I think, one or two of the screws that were, that were working, it came all the way from the coast of Japan all the way back to New York Harbor and was retrofitted. So John is here at 98 years old at the John Street Veterans Association. He's telling us his story. And we had an individual in the back stand up and said, Hey, wait a minute. I was on that destroyer. 
That was the amazing part of this small world, this veteran community. We had a guy that, in 1945, helped another guy, and they met for the first time in Johns Creek when one was 98 and one was 94. Uh, the 98-year-old Bastian went on to uh, 101 before we lost him. And, uh, and John Tempe, the other, died at the age of 96 when we lost him. And we are losing those critical assets. And uh, if you have a grandfather, un- great-uncle, whatever, that's that in that time frame, sit down and talk to them and re- somehow record their events. That's history. That can be recorded. It can be kept in the National Archives, and you will cherish it for the rest of your life. We're losing them way, way too fast. So this Saturday, we're going to dedicate the gazebo to John, and uh, we have about 30 family members that are coming from all over the country That's to, to participate in this ceremony, and we'll dedicate that. Uh, gazebo to the to the memory of, of John. He was a fabulous individual, uh, and uh, sorry that we don't have him here anymore. Mike, we're going to take our first and quick break, and we'll be back with Mike Mazel, the director of the Wall that Heals in Johns Creek, Georgia, in Newtown Park. We'll be right back after this. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives, as a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. And we're back on America's Web Radio with our special guest today, Mike Mazel, the director and president of Johns Creek Veterans Association. And uh, if you're a veteran living in the Alpharetta area, Johns Creek area, wherever, they welcome you. Your meetings are on Thursday nights, I believe now, correct? Correct. It will be tonight, fourth fourth Thursday of every month, starting at 6 o'clock. Uh, we have a uh, retirement community very close to where we meet in the senior center there in Park Place in the park that has come to us since last March of last year, and they prepare and bring us a meal from their kitchen, hot, fresh. You know, it's so much better than the brats and beer that we did when we <laughs> when we first started. But uh, uh, people tell you it's the best $5 meal you'll find anywhere in North Fulton, and we welcome veterans to come. Uh, we've got three veteran guests I know that are coming tonight. And we always try to have uh, a short business meeting starting at 7, and we try to bring in speakers that have uh, subject matter that's important to veterans, the things that are changing, things that are going on. Uh, like we're actively right now looking for a spot in in Johns Creek um, because there is an opportunity to have a new uh, veterans office through the Georgia Department of Veteran Services potentially land in Johns Creek if we can find the space. Um, they want to put one there because in the latest census in North Fulton, just in the Sandy Springs North area of North Fulton, there's over 13,500 veterans that were identified in 2020 on the census. And there's an additional 10,000 plus just across the border in South Forsyth. So that pushes it almost to 25,000 veterans that could be serviced by a new veteran services office. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you more about how we got to that in just a second. But I want to get to this Fulton County opportunity first. That's really, really important. 
Well, let's talk about it. Go ahead with it. Um, Mr. Uh, Commissioner Rob Pitts, who you said will be here tomorrow for Fulton County, uh, and Commissioner Arrington and Commissioner Liz Hausman have gotten very active, and they've gotten the support through the community, and they have identified a potential program for veterans in Fulton County. They want to address the homelessness problem that's in North Fulton or in Fulton County, period. Uh, last September, just before he retired, Commissioner of Veteran Services Mike Roby, a dear friend of mine, going back all the way to 1974 as, his, as a sergeant and I was a brand-new airborne second lieutenant, uh, he told us about the numbers that they, through their offices, have identified. And if you go back and you think about all of the states that have young people raise a hand and go into federal service, the state of Georgia ranks in the top five, maybe the top four. We currently have over 690,000 veterans in the state of Georgia. According to Commissioner Roby at the time, just over 95,000 are considered homeless. Let that sink in for a minute. 150,000 veteran and veteran families are eating one meal or less a day. And just like I'm looking at you, Dave, your eyebrows are furrowed now, and you know that is just an impact that we have to do something about. Um, Commissioner Liz Hausman appointed me to a special committee to Fulton County to address not only the homelessness problem, that's the biggest part of it, but anything else that impacts veterans and veteran families in Fulton County. Well, you know, one thing, and I think I talked to you about it many months ago, and to my knowledge, it has still not been cleared up, and it's a travesty. And that's the fact that our archives, the personnel record archives, have been closed since March the 29th of 2020 because of COVID, supposedly. Yeah. And yet the employees are still getting their paychecks. And yet if I or if you needed your 201 or some kind of record information, you can't get it. Yeah. And it's killing people. Yeah. Veterans that need to prove that they were exposed to Agent Orange because they were serving in a particular area can't get the documentation. Yeah. I saw yesterday uh, in a Facebook posting, there are nine new cancers that are identified uh, that potentially if you served in Vietnam and uh, in, in Korea and others that now they're now they're saying these can be uh, related to your military service. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't know why they don't get people back into those positions. Uh, it'd be even better if you could go through some type of process where you could go in and identify yourself with critical information, and, and that would allow you to directly access your records. I mean, it sounds simple. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. People will tell you, I don't know why you're you're doing this. Because there's so many organizations out there, and I'm not. That's just it. I'm not trying to recreate the wheel. I'm trying to find the best of those organizations in every area in the state of Georgia to make this thing happen. Um, through just in Fulton County, uh, and to show you that they're actually serious, they committed as a line item in their budget one million dollars for us to to jump on this program and see what we can do. There is a single point of contact. It's Mark Hawks, who is the, I think he's the deputy contracting officer at Fulton County. You have to go through that bid process. You have to find out where you fit in. There's three three areas, dynamic areas, one of which is housing and homelessness. Um, 
And they even told us that they have recently purchased two hotels that are over in the western Fulton area, and they're willing to refurbish and dedicate one of those to to a temporary housing program for veterans to transition them from homelessness. I work very closely with another gentleman that's one of my good friends. He's a veteran also. He started a group called Rally Point, and right now in uh, Lawrenceville, in two hotels, we have 50 veteran families that were homeless. He found them, and they found them either under bridges or in those little temporary uh, tent villages that are created in some very unique areas, uh, or they found them in their cars somewhere, or somebody told us about them. But right now, we've got 50 families in two hotels in Lawrenceville that we're trying to help and support. That's about $26,000 a month that has to be raised to cover all of the expenses of all of these people. You know what I want to do is be the veterans' radio station. There you go. And uh, I'm sure you'll help me get there. I will. Uh, we, uh, we'll put the word out. We'll keep putting the word out. Because it's like the old saying, you can build a better mousetrap and the world will beat a path to your door. Well, that's not true if they don't know about it. Correct. You've got to market it. You've got to advertise it. You've got to have a forum mm-hmm. for what you're saying. And America's Web Radio is offering that form. That's awesome because th- we need to get this out there. This is going to be very sh- a very short response period. Uh, it's mark.hawks, H-A-W-K-S, at fultoncountygeorgia.gov. You only have until May the 5th to get your questions in. It's it's an online application only. Um, it's through the Veterans Services Program. The bid number is 22RFP051322. C is in Charlie dash M Mike H Hotel. That is the uh, the bid number that's out there on the Fulton County program. Unless you knew something was there, unless somebody's telling you, you may not see that. You may not know that they now have set up this veterans program. And this million dollars is earmarked for 501c3. 50C, 501C19, the tax, uh, taxable or, or non-taxed, tax-exempt is the word I'm looking for, programs that can be set up and used. These grants will be, there will be about 10 of them, anywhere from $50,000 to $100,000 a piece, and they target some specific areas. And this is all I'm going to be able to tell you about it, okay? The, the proposers may submit requests for clarification of this RFP up until May the 5th, 2022, at 2 p.m. Um, and I gave you Mark Hawk's information. He is the direct contact. Um, and I can also, I think, you can also reach out to Mario Avery, the contract compliance administrator, at 404 612 6307. Or reach out to Mario, M-A-R-I-O, dot Avery, A-V-E-R-Y, at FultonCountyGeorgia.gov. Now, that I've earmarked a couple more things in here that are critical. You First and foremost, as a company, you must register to bid. And in that packet from Fulton County, it tells you how and where to go to do that. Uh, it's not a very difficult process, but... It, sets you apart and identifies you as a veteran business that can do these things. To access the online RFP process, you go to https double colon forward slash forward slash Fulton 
F U L T O N dot dull D U L L E S T E C H dot net. Now, there's this thing is broken out into three service categories. You either do stuff that impacts economic stability and the poverty levels of veterans, and that's very deep. You got you really got to get in there to see all that's required. And I'm just giving you the the titles health and wellness of individual veterans, and then specifically the homelessness and housing of veterans and veteran families in Fulton County. So you're going to get an award in the June time frame. It's going to be for seven months. In the fall, we will get back into the RFP process, and depending on how successful we are, we will put out a new RFP covering these same areas to go for the ensuing year, and hopefully we've been successful enough with enough companies bidding and doing these things for veterans in Fulton County that we can get that million-dollar uh, uh, initial investment increase in Fulton County. Um, of the 95,000 veterans that Mike Roby identified that are in Georgia that are considered homeless, a third of them are in the metro Atlanta area. So think about it. It's over 33,000 homeless in the metro Atlanta area. I see them every day when I when I drive around. I, there's places that I go in North Fulton uh, intersections, and there'll be a guy standing out there with a with a placard saying, "You know, vet homeless. Can I get something to eat? Or you know, can I get help and find a job?" And that's what we're doing. So this program is there. Please get out there and look into it. Uh, we can make it happen in Fulton County, and we can become an example for the rest of the state of Georgia, hopefully, that, that they can initiate programs in their own communities. People say, well, there's all these organizations out there doing this stuff. That's right. But you hit the nail on the head, and that's marketing it, getting that word out there, telling veterans in their communities, oh, did you know that this was there? Uh, most recently, I had the honor uh, of being nominated uh, to as one of the six who vied for the replacement of C- commissioner for the Georgia Department of Veteran Services to replace Mike Roby when he retired. And they asked me a question, and this may, may be what decided that I, that I didn't get the job. They said, what do you see as the one key issue for the Department of Veteran Services in the state of Georgia? I said, the biggest thing that I've seen, and this is based on 25 years' experience of, since I retired, of traveling around the state of Georgia, they don't know it. The veterans out there don't know that those things are there. And they were having a training session when I was there, and they were training new people for the whole state. And, you know, we we put out the information weekly and many times daily. If you're a veteran or a family member of a veteran and you have questions, every service organization has service officers. Uh, we work very closely, like I said, with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Philip Farsberg, who is uh, with the not with but he works with the dav and uh, he's a service officer for disabled american veterans and if you have a question all you have to do is email gm at america's web radio and we'll see that phil gets it and there's so many so many many benefits that are available to veterans and their families that their families don't even know to ask about. Correct. Burial and many other things. Family uh, support. If you're taking care of a veteran, you're, you, there's a program that will provide you, and it's a lot, large chunk of money 
to help take care of that veteran in your home or their home. And, and people don't know about it. They don't know about it. So here's what you and I are going to do. Um, you know, COVID came along, and a lot of things in a lot of people's lives changed. A lot of people lost their jobs. There were 22,000 businesses in Georgia that died that will never come back. My company was one of them. I was in the service industry. I had Millennium Security Services for 22 years, awarded four national awards through the American Legion as the the, uh, single small veteran business employee of the year, six times here in Georgia by the American Legion. But that's not what it's about. During that 22-year time time period, I easily processed through my company over 750 veterans and helped them process into a civilian world. And I saw there was a need. During the year of COVID in 2020, when when everything shut down and and I closed the doors on my company, I was working with a PTSD foundation, and I saw things happen that nobody was addressing. There was no central place I could find. It may be there. I just haven't been able to find it yet. Uh, No central clearinghouse that veterans and veteran families could go to and say, hey, here's my problem. Who do I need to go talk to? Several of my friends kept pushing me, and they said, you know, Mike, you, you, you look after people. This is what you do. You do that's what you do best. So uh, hopefully I'll have another 22 years from the good Lord lets me go out. We created something called the Colonel's Cup. The Colonel's Cup Foundation is a 501c3 that I started. Uh, everybody working with me is a volunteer. So people say, well, you're just another you know, group looking to grab money. Well, I can tell you right now that 95-plus percent of every penny that comes into the Colonel's Cup goes into programs that helps veterans on the ground. I don't have to pay myself anything. I'm okay. You know, uh, It's about giving back. The motto of the MP Corps was of the troops and for the troops. I mean, you know, I am one of you, but I have a responsibility for you, and I've carried that throughout the rest of my life. And we got this started, and things are happening. People are being put in my path. Dave, you were put in my path. Look at what we're able to do here, the community that we can reach out to. There are others that I have met. There is a, a missionary with the Andy Stanley program up at the, in North Fulton that's coming back uh, from a mission that has already been talked to that wants to be part of my program with the Colonel's Cup because he said, you know, you can throw all the money you want to at these problems. But if you don't fix what's in the heart and in the mind of these people, they'll go right back to where they were after the money runs out. And I don't know where people are in their Christian faith and Christian life, but I will tell you this. Jesus Christ died to pay for your sins. Your life has been washed clean, and we're going to do everything we can now to help you get back on solid ground. I'm a rock chunker. I go ask people questions, and when I don't get the right answers, I throw a rock in their pond, and I watch to see where the ripples go. I'm more one of those guys that says, I'll ask for forgiveness rather than permission, because we've got a serious problem in the state of Georgia, and I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to fix those problems and to help my brothers and sisters. And let me show you what really drove this. In July, I got a phone call, and I'm... uh, Excuse my little old lady voice, but here it goes. Is this Colonel Mizell with the Johns Creek Veterans Association? And I said, yes, ma'am, it is. How can I help you? She said, they told me you'd help. She never explained who they were. I said, well, okay, I'll, I'll do the best I can with, you know, what's the problem? She says, they're going to die. 
said, what do you mean they're going to die? She said, well, I got a friend. He's a Korean War veteran. He's 93 years old. His wife's 89. He only makes about $1,100 a month. And it's 115 degrees in their house, and they're going to die if somebody doesn't help. They told me you'd help. That goes through my head every day, multiple times. I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes because of that. So she, I said, okay, give me the information. Where are they? Uh, what's the address? I'm up here in Norfolk. She said, oh, no, no, no. This is not in Johns Creek. This is in Jonesboro, Georgia. And I'm thinking, I don't know anybody in Jonesboro, Georgia. That's 80 miles south of, south of me where I am. But I have people I know. And it's those connections that are going to make us the state of Georgia that leads the way for taking care of veterans. I made a phone call. I called Commissioner Mike Roby, told him. He said, let me make a phone call. He called Miss Vita Brooks over at the VA, and she said, let me make a phone call. She reached out, and through their help, we found a veteran-owned air conditioning company in Jonesboro. He went out saw the problem, put in a brand new air conditioning system, and went over and hugged the wife and went over to the to the 93-year-old Korean veteran, shook his hand and said, thank you, sir, for your service. There'll be no charge. You've already paid your debt. That's the kind of thing I'm hoping to create through the Colonel's Cup. I want to find all of these veteran companies that are out there because you raised your hand, you took an oath, and it didn't go away just because you took off the uniform. It's still there. We have a responsibility. Some of us made great decisions. Some of us made fair decisions. Some of us made some bad decisions. Some of us got eat up by COVID or just life in general. You know what I'd like help. to do is know the name of that HVAC company. I'll get it for you. And I'll be glad to give them free publicity. Well, I will get that for you. And, and I'm hoping that, I, that your listeners will, will hear what I'm saying. I'm going to get a list. Back when I had my security company, I got a list of all of the security companies that had proper licenses in Georgia. And the next year I'd get it again, and then I'd compare it, and I'd go find those companies that didn't renew and find out why. And I I raised my company that way. And I'm going to try to do the same thing, and I think it's available for all of the veterans uh, in Georgia that own businesses. And every one of those businesses has to file tax returns, and they're always looking for ways to reduce their tax liability. Well, donating to my 501c3 or any other 501c, for that matter, that you want to, can be there. But let's say there's 100,000 veteran-owned businesses in Georgia, and that's, that's a very, very good possibility. If each one of them donated $100, multiply 100 times 100,000. That's a large chunk of money. Or you can just sit back and say, well, I can't really do anything on a business. Well, you know, even in the private world, you're looking to reduce your taxes. Make a donation. $100. $100 times 30000 is a lot of money. And it can be put into the ground. And I tell people today, I commit to you right here, right now, that 95-plus percent of every penny that comes into the Colonel's Cup Foundation will be used to help veterans and fam- veteran families, whether it's about PTSD and helping other organizations that do that. I'm not recreating the wheel. I'm, it's like I, I see these things that are out there, and it's like being a brigade commander. I want to find all of these perfect companies and battalions that are doing these things all over the state of Georgia, and I want to pull them together 
and I want to create a network where we can reach out and take care of somebody in Hinesville or Folkestone or Waycross or Valdosta because we get the message that there's a veteran out there that needs help. And you'll say, well, there's all these programs out there. Well, you're right, there are. But, Dave, you hit it on the nail on the head. It's getting that information out there to say, hey, did you know that this is here and that you're entitled to this just because you raised your hand? We need to get out there and help them. So I've committed to do that. I know you're committing to do that. We're going to make it happen through this effort in Fulton County and then through the Colonel's Cup and what we can coordinate and do with these other great groups to help Keith and Habitat for Humanity or Rally Point that's identified these 50 families that are homeless, that are veterans. We've got to help them. I'm going to go one step further, sort of speak, and not reach out to the veterans. I'm going to reach out to all the people that didn't serve. A statistic that makes me absolutely sick to my stomach Mm -hmm. is that only 1% serve in the military, serve their country, and give back to their country or ever raise their hand to give a blank check to their country. So that other 99%, if you're feeling bad about never serving, here's a way to serve and serve the veterans that have protected you, kept our country safe, and have raised their hand as a blank check to give their life if necessary. And they need your help. And if you want to feel better about yourself, It's like we say all the time about going to the airport or wherever you're at, and you see a gentleman wearing a cap that says, I served on the USS whatever. Buy him a drink. Buy him a cup of coffee, or better yet, buy him a meal. And, um, yeah, it'll make he or she feel better, and they'll thank you for it. But it'll make you feel a thousand times better because you just did something for a hero. And that's the person that raised their hand. And I know it very closely. I've got a son that's uh, a major in the Air Force and is serving in Iraq right now. And uh, obviously uh, parents that are concerned, a father that's very concerned. But he's going to make it, and uh, he'll be back and telling his story as well. But if, if you didn't raise your hand... But you still want to give and give service to the country. Follow Mike Mazel and follow what he's doing, and now's your opportunity. Yeah, I want to reach out to the lawyers and the CPAs that are out there. A lot of you manage uh, estates. You manage large accounts. I have a friend that's a veteran, and we're talking now about this. He manages a, a, a an estate program for a veteran who has to donate $100,000 a year for his tax liabilities, to cover his tax liabilities. And I said, how about thinking about this to donate it to the Colonel's Cup so it can be used here in Georgia? He's in Georgia. Let's use it in Georgia. Let's take care of the 95,000 homeless veterans. That's the first whale that we got to eat, one bite at a time. The second one is those that are eating one meal or less a day. I know there are programs out there. They just need somebody to be out there and coordinating it. And I'm going to find other veterans. I already have a hundred names bouncing through my head in different parts of the state uh, that are now veterans that aren't doing anything. But I'm going to get them active to do things in their community, and we're going to we're going to take this thing on. There's a way to address this problem, and it's people like Dave and myself 
Colonel Rick White with the Hall of Fame, uh, Brandon with Rally Point, Keith with Habitat for Humanity. Those type things are happening. And if we don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. The programs are going to be there, but if we don't raise our hands and we don't throw rocks and ponds and create ripples and get the message out and be vocal for those veterans out there, they'll just sit there and these programs will, will go by the wayside. Michael, I want to thank you for coming in. We have run out of time, and uh, I do appreciate you coming in, and I hope that uh, will you come back? And Absolutely. We'll I talk more about this. Love and, to do that. Uh Folks, stay tuned for more with um, our healthcare insights following a few messages. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.